Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano has issued his second open letter to the President of the United States, Donald Trump. And like the previous one, this is pretty explosive news coming out early, early this morning that it was released via Q Anon sources. I don't even know what that means. I received a copy of the letter uh, beforehand from Archbishop Vigano himself, and it's a it's a wholesome letter. Uh, it is rooted in the gospel. It's rooted in sacred scripture. A lot of biblical quotes, allusions, and citations. But it warned President Trump of the Great Reset of 2021. Michael Matt had a great video on that. Uh, seems almost like a, over a month ago, and I'd encourage everyone to go see that. The Great Reset is the idea that global elites, like this guy right here, Bill Gates and others, are trying to reset everything on planet Earth, the economy chiefly. Uh, but it also has to do with ID tracking, global tracking, health tracking, and they're using, according to those who hold to this, they're using COVID and the global scare and pandemic to change everything as we know it. Religion, politics, economics, race relations, etc., on and on. So I'm going to open us up with prayer. We'll be praying the, the Our Father in Latin. I also have some good news. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be at President Trump's big rally in Pennsylvania, and I'll be praying the opening prayer and, and have a very tiny speech um, before President Trump in Pennsylvania. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area, please join us. I'd be really honored to, to meet you out there in Pittsburgh, at the Pittsburgh something airport. I can't remember right now. All right, we're going to pray now the Our Father, the Paternoster, and I'm going to go through the entire letter. It's not very long. Oremus. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Paternoster, qui es in celi, sanctificator nomen tuum, advenient regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Panum nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimiti nobis debita nostra. Sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. Nomine Patris et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, everyone, welcome to the podcast, the YouTube channel. If you're new, please subscribe. I am live right now, and uh, you'll be notified if you hit the bell every time I go live. You'll be notified, hey, Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast went live, and you can join us live and join the live chat. Also, if you would, please share this video. I guarantee you that the powers that be at YouTube are not going to uh, promote this video. So if you want people to see this video, and it's very important that they do see this video, please hit the share button and share it on Facebook and Twitter. By the way, Suddenly this morning, my Facebook page isn't working. I'm trying to figure that out. Also, please like the video. Give it a thumbs up. All right. Well, this morning, it was made public the open letter of Archbishop Carl Mario Vigano to President Trump. It was actually dated from Sunday, 
just five days ago on the Feast of Christ the King in the traditional Roman calendar. And I did a video on that um, last week if you're interested in that. I just want to, for the new people who are coming on board here, they may maybe have never heard of Archbishop Vigano. Archbishop Vigano uh, previously had worked in Rome at the Vatican and he was appointed by Pope Ben XVI to oversee a cleanup of the Vatican Bank. And he did. He was very successful that. He found a lot of missing money. And I chronicle what Vigano did at the Holy See and the good work he did for Pope Ben XVI in a chapter in my book called Infiltration. I encourage you to go there and get the whole story on Vigano's work at the Vatican Bank. Of course, this made him enemies at the Vatican Bank. And so Pope Ben XVI knew he could trust Vigano, and so he transferred him to be the Apostolic Nuncio to the United States of America in Washington, D.C. This effectively means that Archbishop Vigano was the ambassador of the Pope to America and lived in D.C. When he was in D.C., he began to also find corruption and scandal, centering primarily on ex-Cardinal Theodore McCarrick. You'll remember from 2018, Theodore McCarrick was the most powerful cleric in America. He was the Cardinal of Art of Washington, D.C., but he was a molester and an embezzler and had a reputation for abusing not only boys, but seminarians and a lot of other sketchy things surrounding that. And so he was, he was removed from being a Cardinal and in shame, he is in some kind of hiding in America. The U.S. bishops and the Pope, Pope Francis, promised a McCarrick report detailing for the American people, but also for the church at large, detailing how it is that McCarrick rose to power and gained the most powerful post in the, in the Catholic Church in America, and also his dealings with the Catholic Church in China in this rotten Chinese Vatican deal that Pope Francis has initiated and renewed. So McCarrick's at ground zero for all these scandals, and Catholics and Americans like myself are begging and pleading with the United States bishops and also with Pope Francis saying, release the McCarrick report. And so far, we're now at two years, we haven't seen it. Now, there's good reason to believe it might be coming out very soon, but we'll see if it's a thorough, honest report or if it's something to plaster over the cracks for the time being. So that's Archbishop Vigano. I think he's a very trustworthy man. I think he's a very good man. I think he's pious. I think he's a good priest. And I think he realizes that he's been part of this machine for a long time. And as he said in one of his letters, one of his epistles, that as an old man, and as he looks at death, memento mori, he realizes now is the time to speak up. Now is the time to bring all this, this scandal and this brokenness into the light so that we can be healed by Christ and move forward. I don't want a Catholic church for my children and grandchildren that is plagued with scandal or we have to be worried about what will happen to our children or to ourselves or worried about sending a son to a seminary. That's not the kind of Catholic church that I want to live in and you want to live in. And so it's it's absolutely important that open letters like the one that Archbishop Vigano has issued 
are read, are circulated, and are known. And that's what we're going to do today. So I'm going to guide us through the open letter of Archbishop Vigano to President Trump just days before the election. So let's get started again before you do. If you like this, give us the thumbs up and share it on Facebook and Twitter because I can't share on Facebook right now. For some reason, my Facebook page is down. I don't understand why. All right. Vigano says, Mr. President, allow me. Oh, and by the way, if you'd like to follow along with me, I have posted the official letter of Vigano to Trump at my website, taylormarshall.com forward slash reset. Just the word. Let me put it on the screen for you. If you type this in to your browser, you will be able to read either the text which is what I'm going through right now, or you'll be able to download the official PDF that Vigano issued. So if you want the full manuscript for people coming in, I'm going to add this here. Full open letter manuscript. Boom. Okay, so as people come in, if you want to go to my website and just download it or follow along, you are free to do so. I think this might be, maybe keep this window open of the video and then follow along with the text. All right, Mr. President, allow me to address you at this hour in which the fate of the whole world is being threatened by a global conspiracy against God and humanity. That's quite an opening sentence. I write to you as an archbishop, as a successor of the apostles, as the former apostolic nuncio to the United States of America. I like here that he says as an archbishop, as a successor to the apostles. Very good, very good. He says, I am writing to you in the midst of the silence of both civil and religious authorities. May you accept these words of mine as, quote, the voice of one crying out in the desert. That's John chapter 1, verse 23, reference to John the Baptist. Then he says in the second paragraph, as I said when I wrote my letter to you in June, this historical moment sees the forces of evil aligned in battle without quarter against the forces of good. Forces of evil that appear powerful and organized as they oppose the children of light who are disoriented and disorganized, abandoned by their temporal and spiritual leaders. Paragraph 3. Daily we sense the attacks multiplying of those who want to destroy the very basis of society, the natural family, respect for human life, love of country, freedom of education and business. We see heads of nations and religious leaders pandering to the suicide of Western culture and its Christian soul, while the fundamental rights of citizens and believers are denied in the name of a health emergency that is revealing itself more and more fully as an instrumental to the establishment of an inhuman, faceless tyranny. Now, I'll pause here. He speaks of heads of nations and religious leaders. And as we'll see in just a moment, he calls out Pope Francis big time, big time. The quote is very powerful. And again, this is a short letter, so stick with me. It's not going to take a long time to read. All right, so I just read uh, paragraph one, paragraph two, and paragraph three. We now move on to paragraph four, which is the paragraph in which he introduces the concept of the Great Reset. All right, so if this is new to you, hold on, we'll go through it. Vigano goes on, paragraph four. A global plan called the Great Reset is underway. 
Its architect is a global elite that wants to subdue all of humanity, imposing coercive measures with which to drastically limit individual freedoms and those of entire populations. In several nations, this plan has already been approved and financed. In others, it is still in an early stage. Behind the world leaders, who are the accomplices and executors of this infernal project, there are unscrupulous characters who finance the World Economic Forum and Event 201, promoting their agenda. Again, if you look at Michael Matt's video, he goes through the World Economic Forum and gives clips of speeches where you see heads of state and powerful global tech leaders, and even George Soros, yes, he's there, um, giving speeches and talking about the plan for a great reset. Global reset. This is where, you'll remember my video or in the first warning of Vigano to Trump. Uh, it's one of the most popular videos I've ever put up on YouTube. It's called Vigano Warns Trump of, uh, what's it called? Coagula, Solvay Coagula Baphomet inscription. So Baphomet, I'm going to put on the screen and take it off because it's very ugly. Okay, so that's Baphomet. All right, evil satanic image. And on his forearms are the words Solve et Coagula. I'm going to take that off. So on one, on each of the forearms is Solve et Coagula. And Vigano cited this inscription to President Trump in Latin. And the inscription is translated Solve, which means to dissolve or to break apart. And Coagula means to coagulate or bring back together. Solve et Coagula. So the Great Reset is for them the infernal, demonic Solve et Coagula. They're going to dissolve Western Christian civilization, completely dissolve it. This is why they're tearing down the statues and all the landmarks. And then they're going to rebuild it into a new world order. That will be a techno, a tech state, a global, a global tech state. Paragraph 5. From Archbishop Vigano. The Archbishop writes, The purpose of the Great Reset is the imposition of a health dictatorship aiming at the imposition of liber liberticidal measures. I like that word. It's like suicide, but liberty side, the, the death of liberty. Hidden behind tempting promises of ensuring a universal income and, and canceling individual debts. The price of these concessions from the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, will be the renunciation of private property and adherence to the program of vaccination against COVID-19 and COVID-21. That's going to be COVID-2.0, COVID-21, promoted by Bill Gates with the collaboration of the main pharmaceutical groups. Also on my YouTube channel, you'll find a video I did on Bill Gates and vaccinations and tracking IDs. And in this video, I explain the tracking IDs are not necessarily going to be tattoos, but I explain what the Bill Gates Foundation is doing in that regard. I also dis, um, dispel a couple myths, some false facts about Bill Gates and that project. I think it's important that we stay, stay in the truth on that. So I would encourage you to visit my channel here on YouTube. Dr. Taylor Marshall is the name of the channel. And once you get there, subscribe, because then you can get all these good videos and 
the price of all of them is exactly the same free. All right. Beyond the enormous economic interests, Vigano goes on to say, that motivate the promoters of the Great Reset, the imposition of the vaccination will be accompanied by the requirement of a health passport and a digital ID with the consequent contact tracing of the population of the entire world. This is what I talked about in the Bill Gates video. Those who do not accept these measures will be confined in detention camps or placed under house arrest and all their assets will be confiscated. So the way Vigano understands and interprets the Great Reset is that the health crisis, the pandemic or what has become a pandemic? Yes, it's a real disease. I've had it. I know many people have had COVID-19, but I'm still here with you. The the crisis that has been created, which has become deeply economic, there will now be the solution of vaccinations, which will be enforced. And vaccinations are a way of tracking people. In my previous video with Bill Gates on Mark of the Beast and vaccinations and tracking IDs, I explain how Bill Gates has repeatedly said that one major problem on planet Earth is that many people are not tracked. They have no ID on planet Earth, especially in third world countries. We in America have tracking. We have social security numbers. We have driver's license with our faces on them. In China, they've gone... They've gone to facial resigna uh, recognition, recognition tracking. This is the direction that the tech state wants to go. They want to know every single dollar and dime that you spend. They want to know where you are on a global map, a coordinate of where you are when you spend the money. They want to know how fast you're driving, how slow you're driving, who you met with, who you called, who you texted, Everything will be recorded. That's the idea of the global tech state. And in order to get everybody enrolled on Earth and get everybody into the tracking system, so if you're a person in a world that doesn't have social security numbers, to get them an ID, Vigano suggests that the entrance to that plan will be vaccinations in order to register all people. He then goes on, Mr. President, I imagine that you are already aware that in some countries, the Great Reset will be activated between the end of this year and the first trimester of 2021. For this purpose, further lockdowns are planned, which will, officially, which will be officially justified by a supposed second and third wave of the pandemic. You are well aware of the means that have been deployed to sow panic and legitimize draconian limitations on individual liberties artfully provoking a worldwide economic crisis. In the intentions of its architects, the crisis will serve to make the recourse of nations to the Great Reset irreversible, thereby giving the final blow to a world whose existence and very memory they want to completely cancel. But this world, Mr. President, includes people, affections, institutions, faith, culture, tradition, and ideals, People and values that do not act like automatons, who do not obey like machines, because they are endowed with a soul and a heart, because they are tied together by a spiritual bond that draws its strength from above. From that God, 
that our adversaries want to challenge, just as Lucifer did at the beginning of time with his non-servium, which is Latin for I will not serve. I will not serve. He then says, next paragraph. And for those of you joining us, we're going through the open letter, the second open letter of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano to President Trump, warning him of the Great Reset. And really, this is just a repetition because, as I noted in my previous video on this topic, I said that Vigano was warning Donald Trump of the Latin inscription Solvay et Coagula, which is to dissolve and rebuild. It's just another way of saying Great Reset. Solvay Coagula is Latin and doesn't catch on as well. Great Reset does catch on. So he's warning President Trump of the same infernal demonic principle and plan that he warned him back in June. This time he's more explicit because we are days away from the election. Will this perhaps move people to vote for Trump? Will Catholics line up behind this open letter and vote for Trump? I hope so. Vigano then says, and we're about a little over halfway now. He says, many people, as we well know, are annoyed by this reference to the clash between good and evil and the use of apocalyptic overtones, which according to them, exasperate spirits and sharpens divisions. It is not surprising that the enemy is angered at being discovered just when he believes he has reached the citadel he seeks to conquer undisturbed. What is surprising, however, is that there is no one to sound the alarm. The reaction of the deep state to those who denounce its plan is broken and incoherent, but understandable. Just when the complicity of the mainstream media had succeeded in making the transition to the New World Order almost painless and unnoticed, all sorts of deceptions, scandals, and crimes are coming to light. And I think here he's referring not only to the scandals in the Catholic Church, but also the scandals uh, around the Biden family, Joe Biden, his son, Hunter Biden, the laptop from hell, and the deals in Romania, Ukraine, China, etc. Vigano then says, until a few months ago, it was easy to smear as conspiracy theorists those who denounce these terrible plans, which we now see being carried out down to the smallest detail. Of course, if you watch my channel here on YouTube, you know that I am always and continually smeared as a, quote, conspiracy theorist by bishops, priests, clerics, news people, etc. Not by Archbishop Vigano, who I'm in agreement with, and he's in agreement with me on these things. But they have been calling us conspiracy theorists now for over two years. And as every month rolled by and more political scandal and more ecclesiastical church scandal comes out, we realize this is for real. This is for real. The people who said I was crazy in 2018, actually, I had a priest. I didn't share this with you. There's a priest who emailed me a few months ago and said that I was working for the devil. I was dividing the church. And he also said a rude word to me. And I, I just let it roll off my back. But I got an email from him last week saying, hey, I read your book, Infiltration. I've seen the recent statements by Pope Francis on civil unions. You were right, Marshall. 
I'm sorry. I apologize. So people are waking up and they thought maybe I'm dividing the church or maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist or maybe I'm working for the devil and now they realize, no, these things are real. Vigano is not an old, uh, crazy man. Vigano has his finger on the pulse. Vigano then says, no one up until last February would have ever thought that in all of our cities, citizens would be arrested simply for wanting to walk down the street, to breathe, to want to keep their businesses open, to want to go to church on Sunday. Yet now it is happening all over the world. Even in picture postcard Italy that many Americans consider to be a small enchanted country with its ancient monuments, its churches, its charming cities, its characteristic villages. And while the politicians are barricaded inside their palaces, promulgating decrees like Persian satraps, businesses are failing, shops are closing, and people are prevented from living, traveling, working, and praying. How how true is this? Can you imagine going back into February of 2020 and telling people you're not going to get to go to church on Easter? You're not going to be there. Your diocese may be totally shut down. Your grandmother will not get a Catholic funeral. You won't get last rites. Confession will be very hard to get. Can you imagine in February or January someone telling us this? Vic, you're crazy. It may be someone coming to you in February that the Pope will not only cancel public uh, rites and liturgies for Easter, but even cancel public Christmas Mass. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Your business may be shut down for three months. People would laugh at you like, That's, we're in America. You can't shut down church. You can't shut down buildings. And they're going to make you wear a mask all the time. And you're going to get judged for it. Think of all we've been through since February. Then Vigano says, the disastrous psychological consequences of this operation are already being seen, beginning with the suicides of desperate entrepreneurs and of our children segregated from friends and classmates, told to follow their classes while sitting at home alone in front of a computer. Can you imagine going back to last Christmas and telling people your kids will be homeschooled, your business will be closed, and you can't go to church? All right. Now we get into a little bit of theology and we get to the biggest rebuke that Vigano has ever made on Pope Francis. Are you ready? Can you buckle up? Are you ready for this? If you're enjoying this video, please hit like thumbs up, and most importantly, please share this video on Facebook. YouTube is not allowing us to share this. I'm seeing this in the quotes. Why am I not surprised? Try it anyway. Try to share it. If you have to, copy-paste the URL and share it that way on Twitter and Facebook. In Sacred Scripture, Vigano says, St. Paul speaks of the one who opposes the manifestation of the mystery of iniquity, the katekon, 2 Thessalonians 2, 6, 7. In the religious sphere, this obstacle to evil in the church, and in particular, the papacy. In the political sphere, it is those who impede the establishment of the new world order. So let me explain to you 2 Thessalonians 2, 6. I'm going to do a show on it. I did a ton of study on it last night. 
and reading up on it. So in 2 Thessalonians 2, 6 through 7, it describes the revealing of the Antichrist or the mystery of iniquity. And there's this very obscure phrase there. It's used once in the neuter in Greek and once in the masculine in Greek. Okay, this is in the original Greek of 2 Thessalonians. And it speaks of something that restrains and someone who restrains. And the Greek here is katakon. That's the neuter, to katakon. The masculine is ho katakon. Okay. Historically, St. John Chrysostom says this could be the Holy Spirit. It could be the Roman Empire. And of course, uh, if you follow the thesis of my book, The Eternal City, the Roman Empire becomes spiritualized, divinized into the authority and power of the of the global international Catholic Church. That's why we're called the Roman Catholic Church. I explain how this fulfills the prophecies of Daniel chapter 2, other prophecies in the Old Testament, and also uh, it's the key to understanding the imagery of the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse. All of that's in my book, The Eternal City, which of course I don't have with me right now, unfortunately. Let me see, I might have a picture of it. But if you're interested in that in that topic, I think it's... Nope, I don't have a picture. Uh, if you get my book, Eternal City, I go through all that. Now, just in a nutshell, here, Vigano is saying that Catechom is the highest office in the Roman Church, which is the papacy. But he also says that in the political realm, there are those who do restrain, withhold, the mystery of iniquity. The mystery of iniquity is the revelation, the revealing of the Antichrist at the very end of time. I'll be doing a whole show on this coming out. Maybe this, maybe today or maybe next week. I'll be traveling tomorrow. So he says that the obstacle to the mystery of iniquity is the papacy in the secular world, politicians who resist this mystery of iniquity. And once you understand that, we go to the second paragraph, and this is where he rebukes Pope Francis. Archbishop Vigano says, as is now clear, the one who occupies the chair of Peter has betrayed his role from the very beginning in order to defend and promote the globalist ideology. Supporting the agenda of the deep church who chose him from its ranks, period, end quote. I'm going to put this quote on the screen because it is the most powerful thing. Let's see if this will work. Hmm, not working. Ah, here we go. Is this, can y'all still see me? My, my screen has changed and it's not working. That's unfortunate. All right, well, I can't put the quote up. But I'll read it again. As it is now clear, the one who occupies the chair of Peter has betrayed his role. So he's saying Pope Francis has betrayed his role from the very beginning in order to defend and promote the globalist ideology. So Vigano is calling Francis Bergoglio a betrayer, a Judas, who has betrayed his role as the Pope, and he has defended and promoted the globalist ideology. He, that is to say, he believes that Francis is promoting and defending the Great Reset against humanity. He says, 
quote, supporting the agenda of the deep church. You have to understand Archbishop Vigano believes that there are there's a parallel church situation right now on planet Earth. There is one church, okay, so don't think that there are two churches. There's only one church of Jesus Christ. But within that one church, there is an infiltration of false brethren, evil hierarchs, men who look like they're pious. Maybe they, they wear the robes, they wear the cardinal hat, they wear the Episcopal robes, maybe they wear a, a cross around their neck. But inside, they serve Satan. Just as Judas appeared to be one of the apostles in good standing, he in fact served Satan. And so this reality of, an, of a kind of a hidden mystery of iniquity inside the bosom of the church, an infection of the church, or as I call it in my book, infiltration of the church, this is a parallel church, a anti-church, a deep church. Those are the, the three words that Archbishop Vigano uses. Deep church, anti-church, parallel church. And what's amazing in this quote is he says that he's supporting, Francis is supporting the agenda of the deep church. Get this, quote, who chose him from its ranks. This is a reference to St. Gallen Mafia. I've done many videos on the channel. Please subscribe to the channel for more on that. So Vigano, in this final moment before the election, has called out Francis explicitly by saying he's betrayed his role as Pope. He defends and promotes the globalist ideology of Great Reset. He supports the agenda of the deep church, the anti-church, the false church. And he says that it was this anti-church, deep church, that elected him as Pope. Were you all ready for that on Friday morning? I was shocked. I was shocked when I read this. Not shocked that I believe that Vigano believes it. I was shocked that Vigano wrote it in a letter to the President of the United States. That's amazing. It's historic. It's historic. There's no other way to say it. All right, we're at the end here. Just a, three more paragraphs. He says, Mr. President, you have clearly stated that you want to defend the nation, one nation under God, fundamental liberties and non-negotiable values that are denied and fought against today. It is you, dear President, who are the one who opposes the deep state. And here he's quoting Second Thessalonians, which is a big deal. The final assault on the children of darkness. For this reason, it is necessary that all people of goodwill be persuaded of the epical importance of this imminent election. Not so much for the sake of this or that political program, but because of the general inspiration of your action that best embodies in this present historical context, that world, our world, which they want to cancel by means of the lockdown. Your adversary is also our adversary, the enemy of the human race, he who was a murderer from the beginning, John eight forty four. that's a reference to Satan. And the last two paragraphs. Around you are gathered with faith and courage those who consider you the final garrison against the world dictatorship. The alternative is to vote for a person, Joe Biden, who is manipulated by the deep state, gravely compromised by scandals and corruption, who will do to the United States what Jorge Mario Bergoglio is doing to the church. 
Prime Minister Conte to Italy, President Macron to France, Prime Minister Sanchez to Spain, and so on. He names names here, my friends. He names names. And I think it's amazing that he says that Joe Biden will do to America what Jorge Mario Bergoglio is doing to the church. And that's why I included this picture on the screen right here. There, there's the two guys that he's talking about. Joe Biden and Pope Francis, Jorge Mario Bergoglio. I have to move this over to shrink it back. Wow. Wow. Did you expect to read this on Friday morning? I didn't. Then he says, the blackmailable nature of Joe Biden, just like that of prelates in, of the Vatican's magic circle, will expose him to be used unscrupulously allowing illegitimate powers to interfere in both domestic politics as well as international balances. It is obvious that those who manipulate him already have someone worse than him already with whom they will replace him as soon as the opportunity arises. This means Kamala Harris. Do you see how on point Vigano is on this? It's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, this Vigano realizes something that the reason there are so many pedophiles and sexually immoral, bankrupt cardinals and bishops and priests in the Catholic Church is because the higher up deep church in the deep state knows they can blackmail these guys and move them around like pawns, or in this case, like bishops, diagonal on the board. Sexually compromised people can be blackmailed and manipulated. That's why we see the Epstein stuff in America and the McCarrick stuff in America. It's amazing. It's amazing. Final, final words by Vigano, then we'll close out. And yet, in the midst of this bleak picture, apparently unstoppable advance of the invisible enemy an element of hope emerges the adversary does not know how to love and it does not understand that it's not enough to assure a universal income or to cancel mortgages in order to subjugate the masses and convince them to be branded like cattle great imagery your excellency this people which for too long has endured the abuses of a hateful and tyrannical power is rediscovering that it has a soul it is understanding that it is not willing to exchange its freedom for the homogenization and cancelization of its identity. It is the beginning to understand the value of a familial and societal ties, of the bonds of faith and culture that unite honest people. The Great Reset is destined to fail because those who planned it do not understand that there are still people ready to take to the streets to defend their rights to protect their loved ones, to give a future to their children and grandchildren. The leveling in humanity of the globalist project will shatter miserably in the face of the firm and courageous opposition of the children of light. The enemy has Satan on his side. He 
who only knows how to hate. But on our side, we have the Almighty Lord, the God of armies arrayed for battle, and the Most Holy Virgin, who will crush the head of the ancient serpent. If God is for us, who can be against us? Mr. President, you are well aware that in this crucial hour, the United States of America is considered the defending wall against which the war declared by the advocates of globalism have been unleashed. Place your trust in the Lord. Strengthened by the words of the Apostle Paul, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 To be an instrument of divine providence is a great responsibility for which you will certainly receive all the graces of state that you need since they are being fervently implored for you by the many people who support you with their prayers. With this heavenly hope and the assurance of my prayer for you, for the First Lady, and for your collaborators, with all my heart I send you my blessing. God bless the United States of America. Carlo Maria Vigano, titular Archbishop of Opiana, former Apostolic Nuncio of the United States of America. Here endeth the epistle of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano to the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Thank you, my friends, my brothers and sisters, for watching today's show. Got a little choked up at the end. Don't, don't want to tear up on the YouTube channel, but I did get a little teary-eyed, getting foggy-eyed, because the victory is ours in Christ. As Archbishop Vigano quoted St. Paul in Romans chapter 8, if God is for us, who can be against us? It's not our strength. It's not our power. It's not our cunning. It's the power of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So there is hope. And this weekend, we come into the festival of all saints, all hallows. You are called to be a saint. You are called to be a warrior in this battle against the invisible enemy, against the Great Reset, against globalism, against demonism, against communism, against the war, against the family, which is the final eschatological war. If God is for us, who can be against us? Not this guy. Not this. But, wait for it, this, the Queen of Heaven, the Blessed Mother, the Mother of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Pray the Rosary every day. We got to double down and start doing 15 decades, 15 mysteries of the Rosary every single day. But Taylor, I don't know what a Rosary is. I don't know. Google it. Get a Rosary. Buy a Rosary. If you don't have a Rosary, you can use your 10 fingers. Pray the Rosary. I hope, I hope to God. If he allows me to meet President Trump tomorrow, I hope I'm able to give him and or First Lady a rosary. So tomorrow I'll be at Trump rally at Pittsburgh. 
airport. I'll be doing the opening prayer for President Trump. And I'm going to be, I'm going to try to incorporate into my prayer some of these messages from Archbishop Vigano because it's important. We have to fight. We have to fight. We have to realize our strength is not from us. Our strength is from the Lord. And that's why I encourage all of you to pick up the weapon and rattle the beads. Pray the rosary every day or you're not on the team. All right, we're going to close up and we'll pray the Ave Maria. Have you noticed, it's not just been one time, it's been repeated now, that the Trump campaign is ending rallies with Ave Maria. Our Lady will honor that. God will honor that. That is the angelic salutation that St. Gabriel said to Our Lady right before she conceived the second person of the Trinity in her womb. Fully God, fully man. God hears that and God will honor it. So we're going to now pray that angelic salutation. Oremus. Nomine Patris et Fidei et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et et ora mortis nostre. Amen. And for Archbishop Vigano, Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, Sicuterat in principio et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you as your children. We come to you weak, and some of us come to you afraid. We ask that you would give us courage and strength through Christ our Savior. We ask that all foul plans of the devil, infernal plans, would be destroyed by you and your wisdom. And we pray for this election. We pray for our pro-life president that he is reelected and that you impede and stop Joe Biden, who says he's a Catholic, and yet he promotes in legislation and financially the slaughter of babies in their womb. We know this doesn't please you. We ask that you would be merciful to us. We know as American citizens, we don't deserve mercy. We have many national sins, but we ask at this time you would be merciful to us and have pity on us. We ask our Blessed Lady to protect us under her blue mantle. And we pray all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Nomine Patris et Fidei et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching. I'm going to ask everyone here to do four things. Number one, pray the rosary today, tomorrow, the next day, Monday, Tuesday, and then never stop. Pray, pray, pray. Pray the rosary. And of course, read the scriptures. Attend a traditional Latin Mass on Sunday for All Saints Day. Get serious about your faith. Number two, if you would, please just like this video. This video is going to get throttled for obvious reasons. Please share this video on Facebook and YouTube. And then if you're new, please subscribe. And when you hit the subscribe button, right next to it is a little golden bell. Click that bell and you'll be notified every time I go live in the future. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ that you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed. I'll actually be back shortly with another live show.